my name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. People are saying, oh yeah, when you're a finals MVP, you are not the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. My opinion, Patrick Williams had a phenomenal rookie season. I feel like on the defensive end, he, he played he played well. He guarded the team's best players. You're what it do, baby. Welcome to the Prideful Takes podcast. Mike tried to take a sabbatical. I threatened his life, and now he has returned. <laughs> Mike, how you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling great. Can't complain. Can't complain. I'm glad. Um, I saw you. Um, uh, you abandoned me. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just. Uh, it's Wednesday. Usually we do wrestling Wednesday. That's just kind of been a little dead. And with the playing, regular season coming to an end, and the 49ers being dummies, we had to switch it up to Wild Style Wednesday today. So first and foremost, the Niners are thinking about trading Debo Samuel. After Debo came out and said, look, man, I want to get paid, paid. Everyone of their moms is getting paid now. So I kind of wanted some of that cheddar. He told them he wanted to get paid. And in return, they said, hey, we'll trade you. So now they're listening to any legitimate trade offers for the all-pro receiver let me ask you something. Would you, if you're, let's say, are you, if you're the Niners, would you pay Debo? Uh, I mean, I actually feel disrespected. The fact that you're going, ah, I'm actually thinking about it. I actually feel disrespected for the man. I, I'm thinking if I'm in charge of a franchise, I got this player who, yes, he had one phenomenal season. I got a young quarterback who I don't know. I got a, I got another vet quarterback that I 50-50 about. And this this guy who won 25 million. Uh I might. I might. I might. Depending on what I can get. I mean, this this draft class is stacked. So outside uh, of quarterbacks, right? No, quarterbacks are dog shit. Yeah, outside the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah the, okay, well, the receivers is stacked. So, oh no, no, the receivers, defensive back, like, yeah. everywhere is stacked except quarterbacks. Quarterback is horrible. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's worth twenty five million right now. Did you have him in fantasy one week and he was hurt, or did someone else have him? And no, nah, I'm just. I'm just a hit out your heart. He's a good receiver, but I. I, I, I want to see more. He's a top he five receiver, though. But yeah, I want to see consistency before I give you. Before I lock you and win. Well, if I give you this, I give you this bag, uh-huh. and he just all of a sudden disappear. Like I'm cool with paying a Devontae Adams because I've seen consistency and I know what I'm getting. Right now, it's like Debo mm-hmm. is hella talented, but you don't even know. You don't even know what you're gonna do at quarterback. But which honestly. Would make me want to pay him all the much more 
because Debo has been doing everything for this team. Facts, facts. So that's kind of why me personally, I would pay Debo. Excuse me. Imagine, imagine a better version of Cordell Patterson. And that's what you have with Debo. A way better where you can line him up in the backfield. Boom, hands it. You can line him up at tight end and he's fine. Right? A dude who, who who's who's fast enough to burn to burn corners can still run routes effortlessly, got great hands. Like for me, Debo gives you a lot of what you would need. I'll let me put it to you this way. If you're a rookie, you want, or if you're like a like a a young player who's this is gonna be your first legitimate year playing, like if you're Trey Lance, Debo is the receiver you would want. He's one of the receivers you would want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have no problem paying him. I just want to see another year of what I've seen previously. Then I'm comfortable with paying. But here's the problem with that, Mike, because here's the thing. So his first year, 2019, right? He gave you 800 yards, 802 yards, right? Three touchdowns, right? It was nice, right? Second year, I think he got hurt. His second year, last year, I think he got hurt. Then this past year, 1,400 yards. Um, and then in terms of rushing yards, yeah, in terms of rushing yards, he gave you another 365 yards. So, me personally, if you combine all that, that's insane. I understand what you're saying that you want another year, but here's the problem with that. If you give him another year, he could walk after this year. I'm going like, to tag his ass. But that's the thing. Like, you ha- like if I'm mistaken, the, four- the San Francisco 49ers have a few guys that's coming up after this season. They got a few guys. Yeah. So it's like you're gonna have to make a very awkward. Like, imagine, imagine if you if they keep Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance doesn't pan out, right? He does not pan out whatsoever, right? And then next year, you not not this upcoming year, but the year after, you want to run with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo don't want you. He don't. What if you can't get no one better? Now you got an awkward situation. Who are you franchise tagging? Jimmy Garoppolo or Debo Samuel? Debo Samuel, I'm let I could always find somebody better than Jimmy G. Possibly it's San No, I'm just saying, what if what if the whole Trey Lance experiment fails? Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like I can find a quarterback. So what you're saying it's easier to find a quarterback to replace Jimmy G than it is to find a wide receiver to replace Debo Samuel. I mean, it's easy, it's easy to replace both, but if you ask me to choose, I'm uh, I'll stick with Debo. You think it's really easy to replace Debo like that? Mean, I mean, it's not the same. That's the same caliber player, but I can get something half of what he does with anybody like a handful of these receivers in this draft. And I'm pretty sure the next year, y'all gonna be a a nice looking draft. So I feel like it's not. I can I can probably find somebody who give me something of what Debo can uh give me. Ain't gonna be all of it, but it'll it'll be something. But that's I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I get what you're it, saying. It, it, but it's, not, it's not like they're next in two years, they'll probably be Super Bowl contending team. They, they have no, no, they, I, that's, they're still a Super Bowl contending team. I'm talking about in the next like two to three years. They're still depending on who they, but, but who at quarterback? If Trey Lance don't pan out, Jimmy G don't pan out. I'm putting it to you this way. I'm putting it to you this way. If they can get to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing, what was it, eight passes in an NFC championship game? Yeah. If they could do that, I think they're chilling. 
like they're chilling. They were they were they were great. Like running up to yeah, they lost the uh, uh, who was it lost the Rams? I think was it the Rams? I think they lost to the Rams. Yeah, yeah, right. Fact check me. Yeah, that was. Yeah, the no, Rams. it was the Rams. It was the Rams. It like they lost because what they, they, is they first move over? No, 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 no. This past year. Oh yeah, the Rams. This past year, right? You ended up only losing because a lot of people blame Jimmy Garoppolo for that interception. I personally don't, because he's in a weird situation where if he gets sacked, they lose. If he does incompletion, they lose. They're blitzing him. They're rushing. They're bum rushing him. So you kind of have no choice but to throw the ball. So I don't blame Jimmy G at all for that interception. You know what I mean? It sucks. But the reality of the situation, if you're getting blitz like that, what are you supposed to do? Let's be honest. What are you supposed to do if you get blitz like that? You know, I think we're going to give him the $25 million, which I think you guys should. I really do. He's a top five wide receiver. In my, I, honestly, I think he's a top five wide receiver. Couple that with the fact that you could plan, line him up basically anywhere. He's a viable threat. Couple that with again, this year they went, they had a deep, solid playoff run with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I to like, me, I, I just want to see another another year. If I was the GM, I want to see another year. Of, but like, the problem with that though is like, let's say you see that other year, and next year he could walk. Dog, you're gonna have to pay him thirty. Then I'd be fine with that. That's a different 25, 30 mil. Man, that's just there's still. a difference. There's a difference. No, there's a, a difference. It's still a, in a four five year same, deal. There's a difference. It's the same kind of ballpark. It's just, I mean, I don't. If he if he gave me another year of uh 16, 17 games, 1400 yards, maybe 10 touchdowns, 500 rushing yards with four touchdowns, I'm I'm cool with giving him 30 million. I just want to. I just want to see another season of of uh, elite wide receiver play before I go all in. Like, what if I pay him the twenty five million right now, and then things just fall off the rail next season? But but the but the thing is, is like he was showing us that he was doing it. Like I said, his rookie year. Let's be honest, his rookie year he put up eight hundred and two yards, and it's he didn't start every game. He played if he played in. I think he only missed one game his rookie year. Yeah, no, yeah, one game. Yeah, he only played. He only missed one game. He started what 10, 11 games? Eleven. Eleven games? Because I was yeah. I was looking at it earlier. Like, like he started. Like you know he started some. They gave him some touches at the time. He wasn't even their number one receiver, and he's putting up eight over eight hundred yards. Was eight hundred five yards? Like he was showing you that he was there, and then he got injured last year. Which last year he still was on pace. Like if, if we're gonna be honest, if if you really if you look at it, he was he played like what five games? He was on pace to have like about seven. another eight seven games. He was on pace to have like another like a nine nine hundred thousand yard season. You know what I mean? So I get what you're saying, but it's like it, it's not like the kid just showed up, only had like you know two hundred yards for the season. And then all of a sudden had this. You know what I mean? Like, his first year, he showed you something. Second year, he did show you a little more, but then he got hurt. And now you see this. I'm comfortable giving him that money. I am. Because he came in solid. But, you know, I, 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 I'm, I, listen. I mean, that's, I why think, I'm not, that's why I'm not a GM to make these decisions yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, because, I mean, honestly, you, I could see both sides. 
I could see giving him the money now, but I could also see waiting and seeing, okay, look, you just gave off an injury. You had a solid year. Do it one more time. We'll give you 30. I could see that. I, you know what I think it is? Because you like, say you have no problem paying 30 a year. You know what I legitimately think it is, Mike? I think you went on vacation to LA, bro. That's what I think, bro. Because them, <laughs> hey, them dudes was talking to Stefan. I'm like, hey, yo, cap space. Cap? Cap space. Like, what the hell? Like, this makes no sense. I wish I was in LA. Bro. God bless them, bro. I don't know how they do it. I'm telling you this right now, bro. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. God bless them. So you and I, we disagree. Not nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah you're basically I, saying give me one more year. Yeah. Okay. So you, you're basically saying I believe you can do it, but give me one more year, so that way we can go from there. I'm saying give them the money. All right. I, I'm so very why, curious to see what they if do. I, if I'm, I'm receiving, why not? Why not give them another elite year and break the bank? I I can be the highest paid receiver next year. Shit, thirty million. But that's the thing. Like the, the but the thing is is like. I think what he wants first and foremost is just security. You know what yeah. I mean? And not only that, I mean, think about it. What if during this whole thing, what if they pay somebody else? I think that's kind of what a lot of guys are thinking. Like, if you pay somebody, like, think about it. If I'm Debo, I'm mad as shit. Fred Warner ain't had to do much. He just like, hey, I want more money. And they paid him. Meanwhile, I got to do a whole song and dance. It's ridiculous. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, if I'm Debo, I think like that. Debo, by the way, has no neck. I just want to throw it out there. I've been talking too kindly of him because Gridiron Yuki is here, and I guarantee he's like, oh, you talking good about him. He has no neck. So let me just throw that out there. But, but yeah, I mean, you might as well pay him now. You might as well, you know? Yeah, you're right. You got. You know what I mean? Right. But, again, I do see your part where if you give me one more year and you're willing – but that's the thing. If you wait one more year, you're going to have to say, all right, look, if you give me that same production instead of 25, we'll give you 30. You got to give him yeah. some incentive for him to actually do it. So that yeah. way, instead of him, why would I do that and play the whole thing? Whatever. You know what I mean? Like Case Keenum ain't got no neck either. That's fine. Um, and I, I'm not even a fan of Case Keenum, so fuck him. Uh, Andre says Debo want that 25 million a year. And I think so too. But again, I, if I'm Debo and I sit down and they tell me, listen, if you give us one more year, Will extend you next year for 30 mil. I think Debo would at least consider it. Um, Mike, let's say he leads. Where do you see him going? Can I be honest? I don't think there's anywhere he can go. I think about a, it. It's a few places. I feel like Philly got the draft capital to no 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 I'm no we're talking about him just leaving not trading or anything oh like trading that. Like, oh like let's let's say his thing runs out where would he go because oh. in my opinion I don't think there's really anywhere not because he's bad but like everyone in their moms has been spending like money like KC feel that nah. Tyreek Hero nah they got Marquez Valdez Cantley Marquez, Debo. <laughs> but they let go of Tyreek because of the money. So why would you get Debo who also wants money? Unless yeah, Debo will shut up for a ring. Ooh. 
No, if Debo goes to KC, the gate, the gate, the league is broken. broken. <laughs> awesome, bro. Shit, league is broken. Hide all my mouth. Que lo que? That's my cousin. Um, Debo and yes, yo, Debo and KC would be bonkers. It would be at that point. You could just release Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You can just release him. <laughs> you can just release the man. Like that would be insane. Yo, Debo. OBJ, listen, OBJ just went on pit stop after pit stop. It got him a ring. Do your thing, homie. Do we do your thing, homie? Moving on to the NBA. Playing is here. Mike, yesterday was phenomenal. The hold on, my so in the playing. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 115 to 108, which, you know, everybody was like, you know, it is what it is. The more surprising one to me was the Minnesota Timberwolves being down, what was it, 15? Yeah, I believe so. Down like 15. And Carl Anthony Towns played horrible, absolutely horrible. He had a horrible game. At one point, when he picked up his fourth foul, he only had two points. And, and ready, and ready for the part. Look, by the way, let me just catch up with some of these comments. John Boy, what do you do, baby? Now, people are saying, how about Anthony Edwards? Here's another name we have to bring up. We're going to bring up Anthony Edwards dropping a clean, clean, clean 30. 30 points. We need to give some flowers to D'Angelo Russell. For dropping 29 from 55% from the floor. We got to get... And by the way, I, what this is what I legit happened to think with Carl with Car Anthony Towns. I think he came out way too aggressive, which kind of put him in foul trouble. And yeah. then when he got in foul trouble, I think he was like, nah, I got to play weird. And he, I, th- I think there was a nervousness because he didn't want to foul out. Yeah. yeah so at I the end of... That, you know what I mean? Go At on, the end of the day, he he the he the most he the, he won out of all of them because he got the W, and he went home to Jordan Woods who was looking amazing on the sidelines. So Cat, he he won. You know he played shitty as hell, but I'm gonna give a shout out to Pat Bev. A lot of people been shitting on Pat Bev. I'm been one of them. Fuck Pat Bev. Like he changed to me. He changed that team. You never seen Cat talking crazy the way Cat was talking crazy. We saw him Cat talking crazy like last year, two years ago. I never seen Cat talk that crazy, bro. Other he than, started talking crazy literally the year after Jimmy Butler left. Other than other than the time him and Joel got into a little cat fight, bro. Calling that a cat fight is disrespect for the cat fights, bro. That shit was just like, but that, yeah. That shit was- I, I Pat Bill may run around and do a whole bunch of nonsense, but I think he he got them boys feeling themselves. By the way, this is this was his impressive stat line, bro. A whopping eight points. It's crazy. Uh, two for four from the free throw line. Two for eight from the floor. One for five for three. Eleven rebounds. Eleven rebounds. What's his rebounds? Eleven. Hey. How many, how many, how many assists he got? Three? He a point guard? Interesting. <laughs> how many assists he got? Three assists? How many turnovers? Two? Shout out Pat Bear, Chicago native. Listen, bro, you can love him all you want, bro. I said what I said and I meant it. You, you, you can love him. You can hate him. Do what you want. Um, 
Andre says, uh, I'm not mad that he was being that hype. Some fans just being so mad. Yeah, a lot of people are mad at them for that. And I'm like, look, I get it. It's funny to make jokes and poke and jab because, you know. But let's be fair. In a recent history, they've been one of, if not the worst teams in like the what, past 10 years-ish. Even Detroit, you kind of had something with DeAndre Jordan, right? You kind of had something, right? Brooklyn, again, you were kind of relevant. It's like you had moments, but there's like two franchises. Like, I don't know who's worse. This is a debate you guys can have. Sacramento Kings or the Minnesota Timberwolves? I go to Sacramento Kings. Only reason I'm personally going to go Kings is because remember that young Timberwolves team that everybody loved? They were like, yo, if you keep them together, they got potential. I think it was like Chris Dunn. Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, like everyone was like, yo, they got potential and then they got rid of them. I mean, I go with the Kings because like they get talent and they don't know what to do with it. The Timberwolves have amazing talent come through there. They just haven't really found the right coach or found something to put it together. But I think this core they found can be something. Like they, they had three cores. They had the KG and um, who my god, Danny, the point guard. Uh, they play with Stephon Marbury, yeah, Marbury. They had KG and Marbury, they had the Zach Wiggins cat uh trio. Now they got the um, then they had the Jimmy Butler trio. Now they got Edwards, D and Cat. That's a nice solid three to uh, D-Lo, build yeah, around. Cat and um, Anthony Edwards. I like that, I really do. But it, it, it was just like, wild to me. The Kings will have a point guard and drive a point guard. God bless them, bro. God bless the Kings. So real talk, bro. God bless them, man. So today is today, right? Today, yes. So today it is the Spurs and Pelicans versus Hornets and Hawks. Let's talk about the Hornets and Hawks first. Who do you got? Uh... I want to lean towards the Hornets. I play LaMelo Bogging. But I'm going with the Hawks. I'm going, yeah, I'm going with the Hawks. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Hornets. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't been hot on Atlanta at all. I don't trust them. Okay, I, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. I really don't. Um, Thomas said Miles Bridges wants 170 million. God yeah, bless I'm not him. him. I'm not paying 170. God bless him. God bless him. Um, God bless him. God bless him. That's all I can say right there, brother. God bless him. Um, Spurs, Pelicans. I think this was gonna be interesting. I think this is gonna fails. be me too. I really am. I think I know Brendan Ingram is out, and it with that be with him being out, I would have went the Spurs, but with them having CJ McCollum, I think it's enough. I think that's enough for them to beat them. Um, on Friday, the winner, um, winner of game four, what the hell? Whoever, whoever wins, all oh, right, okay, all right, yeah, I'm looking at it wrong. So, the Clippers play the winner of Spurs and Pelicans. So, whoever wins that game plays the Clippers, and then the loser gets the eight seed, and or the winner gets the eight seed. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers 
play the winner of Hornets and Hawks. And again, the winner gets that respective eighth seed by far. This thing is the dumbest thing ever, bro. I like it. I like to play, yeah. We'll have a conversation about that next week. You're going to bring your ass back here, back here next week, and we're going to have a fawn back and forth. Because I'll be honest, I think the play-in is the dumbest shit ever. Look, I, mean, I know the, the purpose. I know the purpose of it. It's it's not for basketball. It's to get in more ratings, like to squeeze more games. I get that. But, I mean, the only thing I would change if the – I would like to – like the T-Wolves, they locked in for that 17. I would just make it 8, 9, and 10. That's what I would do. And then basically have 9 and 10 play. And then the winner faces the eight seed. Yeah, okay. but when they when they made it, they made it. They said if the if the uh, team record is like two or three games away, which if you look at it, the Pelicans and Spurs should not qualify for a play in because they're not even close and, to overtaking the eight seed. And w- which is why they said that in the beginning, and now look at them. Yeah, which is why but I can get the East because the East is close, so I can see yeah, the I was East say, every, a, one through ten. That's why on the East, I'm like. Uh, yeah. I, I'm still not a fan of it, but I get it because everyone is over 500, one through ten. Yeah. Then you go over to the east or to the west. I think it's like the Pelicans, the Pelicans, Spurs, and there's one more team in the play-in that was that's under 500. Uh, the Clippers, they over, they over 500. They over, but I thought there was yeah. three teams. I, I'm probably wrong. It's probably just the two, but regardless. So I- I will I will have one through eight for the West locked in. I just have a play in for the Eastern Conference. That's how that's how they when they announced it. That's how they said it was gonna do. Right. And now look at us. Here we are. I think that we forgot. They put the <laughs> Vince McMahon on us. Bro, we be getting finesse too much, bro. It's wild. Last topic of the day. The NBA awards. So we are going to start with coach of the year, then do six man of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, and then NBA MVP of the year. First things first, coach of the year. Who are you giving it to? Oh, I kind of, well, I kind of made my picks. Um, And I had picked Taylor Jenkins from the Memphis Grizzlies. I feel <laughs> like uh, to do what he did with that team, that, that was amazing. To even win what 20 and 2 without John Moran that's mm. that got a lot to do with the coaching and the players to put the players in a position to win and yep. to be honest I did not think this Grizzly team was going to be a top of a Western Conference I thought they'd be fighting for a play-in spot so that's yep. enough reason to give him coach of the year yep and, and listen I, I 100% a lot of people are saying Monty and I'm like, all right, look, I understand why you want to do a Monty. Yeah, but we knew this sounds going to be good. And, and that right there is where I'm kind of iffy, right? Like, for instance, like 20, so um, they're, they're 20 and five without John Morant this year. And it's not because they're better without John Morant. They play differently. And what I mean by that is there's more ball movement. There's more ball movement. There's, there's more shift. Like, it, it's more of Taylor Jenkins drawing up plays, which I love. I love it a lot because now that shows me you're a savvy coach. That shows me you're not just depending on your superstar to carry the load and say whatever. We've yeah. seen them with for 25 games without be John Morant. They are not just over 500. 
They are well over 500. Well over. So, in my opinion, I agree with you. You got to give it to Taylor Jenkins. Again, Monty Williams, I'll hear it out. I really will. But when you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, for them to be in the position they are right now, like, bro, I don't think people understand. They were, they're not supposed to be a second seed. They're not supposed to. And the fact that they are is very impressive. Um, definitely because of coaching. 110%. Taylor Jenkins, I'm on board with you. Um, next one. This is the next thing I, I want you to, to give me. Sixth man of the year. Well, this this award is not even close. Uh, fucking Tyler Hero. When you got a sixth man who then in a leading score on your team, who a better who probably better offensive than your best player. I, I feel like he 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 ran away with this trophy. I don't think nobody come close to uh, Tyler Hero with the sixth man. Like he literally. So. He literally averaged 20 points per game, and Jimmy Butler averaged 21 points per game. Okay. From well, here's my thing. I want uh, this is so I have. Excuse me. I have two votes on this one. I'm I, obviously Tyler Hero again. You know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think this year is like a weak class for six man of the year. Because any other year, Tyler Hero wouldn't even nobody would even care. Let's just be honest, right? But another name I do want to bring up to at least put him in the conversation. Um, Kevin Love. I think that's a guy. Now I'm not saying you got to vote for him, but I do think at the bare minimum throw his name in the conversation because I mean I feel you know like what Kevin I mean? is, if if we if we talking like playing twenty to 20, 25 minutes and producing in like. 20, 25 minutes, then I would definitely go Kevin Love. Right. Tyler Hero plays like 35 plus minutes. He's basically doing what Lou Will did. He's basically doing what yeah. Lou Will did when he was on the Clippers, right? He's coming yeah. off the bench, but he's playing starter minutes, right? So, yeah, so. but again, I'm not even going to argue that. It is, I'm just saying, let's just put Kevin Love's name in there just to get him some respect because as a six man, when people yeah. were thinking he was just going to be a salary dump, and, you know, now granted, I can't give it to him because he, you know, and especially like the first quarter of the season, he was struggling. But when he started clicking, Kevin Love was a baller, was a monster. So I agree with you with Tyler Hero, but I do I, think 100%. I give, I give you know Kevin I mean? Love because 22 minutes, 13 points, seven rebounds. That's like, a nice stat line in just 20 minutes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, but again, if you want to give it to Tyler Hero, fine, whatever. But if you're one of the purists that says, "Oh no, you can't be ty- you can't be Tyler Hero because he's playing full time minutes," then if if you're one of the people who's gonna make me not pick him because of that, then I'm giving my vote to Kevin Love. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, Tyler Hero only playing 32 minutes. Yep. Yeah, but I wouldn't have a problem with either way. Either one, I would not have a problem. Yeah, with. to be honest, like again, like if you want to give it to Tyler Hero, fine. I'm only saying give it to Kevin Love that you got those purists that's like, "Oh man, he plays too much." Then fine, whatever. Kevin Love, and if you got a problem with that, you just being picky. Yeah. So that's just my. I feel like they, they need to really sit down and come up with a, a criteria of each and every award. Right. Like, now, defensive player of the year. Who you got? Uh, I'm. 
I'm, I'm tired of seeing centers win. I mean, I feel like we had a point in time where I understand centers do a lot, but these guards and wings do just as much as the centers. More. So, so I'm going with Marcus Smart. Who? Marcus Smart. Oh, I said, fuck yeah, baby. Say it one more time. <laughs> one more time. I'm going with Marcus Smart from the Boston oh Celtics. Oh, my. Like, oh, my. Allow it. I feel like he's the, he is the leader defensively on that team. Uh, they're the number one defensive team in the league. Talk to me. And if you look at it, he guarding the best guard. Sometimes he may guard the best wings. You got Trey Trey Young, Kyrie, LaMelo, Bradley Bill, Jimmy Butler. um, Yes. LeBron James. LeBron James, Kevin Durant. It's a lot of players that, you know, he got to guard night in, night out. So I feel like. Imagine a Patrick Beverly who could play defense. (laughs) That's who we got in Marcus Mar, baby. And he can hit open shots. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like it's time to um to change the narrative and you know start showing these guards some love because they can do just as much as a big man. Thank you. Like thank you. I like uh want to say Grant ain't his name Grant Robert Williams y'all big man. Yes. Like a lot a lot of a lot of times he ain't really got to do nothing because Marcus Smart locking down the guards. So usually guards so blow past players and then a big man got to come in and save the day. You ain't having that with, with the um, Boston Celtics and Marcus okay. Smart. So, I saw. I feel like that that was a little bit of of shade towards Time Lord. Relax. To, to who? Time Lord. That's what we call him in Boston. We call him Time Lord. No, I'm saying he's a good he's a good player, but he ain't really got to work as hard because you got you got wings who can stay in front of their players. Like I could like you look at look at my I got two wings who can't play a lick of defense, and they give they get blow pass. Majority of the time, so we got big boots back there. Who Chicago, yo, Mike, Mike is like, yo, this is crazy. But now, I'm like a damn shot. I'm with you. It's, it's, I think at some point we do need a reward versatility. Yeah. I think at some point we need a reward versatility. We need to be able to reward guys who can play multiple positions. I get my chance with Marcus Smart on Giannis and fucking Rudy Gobert on Giannis. 1010%. Ben, because again, Rudy Gobert is just, he's just, he protects the paint. That's cool and all. Yeah. But if that makes you defensive player of the year, that you're out of your, you're out of your mind. And I mean that with all due disrespect because. And it's not like he's locking up the, the Joel Embiid's, no, the Jokic. No, because he still get 30 put on his head. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they, like, everyone's like, oh my God, he protects the paint. Yeah, congratulations. He's swatting Isaiah Thomas, who's been out of the league for a hot minute. <laughs> That's not impressive to me, bro. Yeah. Congratulations. You're you're you just swatted Ty uh Tyus Jones or Tyrus Jones. Whoop de doo. The dude is five like five two. Like, like come on, bro. You you do that and then you out here letting John Morant bang on you. Like grow up. And then not like up. not like late games scenarios, he's in the game. But I can I can I can rely on Marcus Smart three minutes left to go in the game, rather than having Rudy Gobert because can't hear free throws. Yeah, it's time for. I'm going to talk about specifically defense. I'm um, trust me, and I'm gonna have an episode where I just slander. Um, yeah, it's time for a change. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm 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 right there with you. So, next one. Um, so we did coach of the year, six man of the year, defensive player of the year. So far, we're agreeing. Kind of scared. I think you got Marcus Smart too. 
Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I, you got to put Marcus Smart. You have to. You got to. Um, the uh, most improved. This is what I got to do, right? Yeah, most improved rookie of the year MVP. Yep, yep. Okay. So, matter of fact, let me do this one now. Most improved player of the year. I'll be honest with you. This one is probably the easiest one I've the second easiest one ahead of all four. Who do you who is your most improved player of the year? I mean, I have two choices, but it's like I don't mm. know the uh the criteria for it. Like Mm-hmm. I I went I with John Morant because I mm. like, I knew he was gonna be great, but I didn't know he was gonna hit like this quick, like right. MVP conversations. Grizzlies one of the best teams, but you can you can say, oh well, he's the second pick in the draft, so of course he's gonna he's gonna be good. But it's like mm-hmm. yeah, but you're not 100 sure, right? But then I would go with a guy like Jordan Poole, who came out of nowhere. Like, nobody expected him to uh, take that lead. Which so is you, where I'm I, going. You can go either way. I'm going Jordan Poole. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, sure, John Morant improved. Yes, he did. But let's be honest. Jordan Poole improved way much more. He yeah. is why most improved player is a thing. The most improved player isn't for a great player that becomes greater. That's not what the most improved player is. It's for a ad player who becomes good or great. It's for that's what it's for. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but the reason why I give it to I said job because I knew he was gonna be great, but I didn't know he's gonna elevate his game, his mm. team, his, his like his teammate game. Like usually when you most approve, he'll have 27 points, but his team will win 28 games. It's like okay, right. he improved, but he elevated his game and his team. So, but I would, but I'm cool with giving this to Jordan Poole because he came out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm giving it to like Jordan I said, the, the criteria you know? is we don't know. It's, yeah, it's like, if they came out and said some criteria, then I feel like defensive player of the year and most improved player of the year would be a little more clear cut. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like there should be some criteria. Like, you can't be a dude who averages 18 points and then. Averages 25 and all of a sudden, oh, that's great. That's true. The most like that's not necessarily really how it goes for me. You know what I mean? So based on my personal criteria, I'm gonna give it to Jordan Poole. Yeah. Two more rookie of the year. Who are you giving it to? Oh, I'm going with Scotty B. Who? Scottie oh, Barnes. Ba- yeah, Scotty Barnes. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm not even mad at that. I just feel like he had mm-hmm. he had a a whole season of like solid basketball. He can, and he can guard one through five. And when mm-hmm. Pascal was out early in the season, he filled in really nice. And as far as like Evan Mobley, you know, they lost Jared Jared Allen, and things just went downhill. Mm-hmm. And Kay Cunningham, yes, he was a better like stat wise, but he in Detroit, they really didn't Not, well, do too much. I eliminated Cade. Because Evan Mobley had a more he, like he started off more consistent, yeah, and then he died off in the second half of the year. Kate Cunningham, Kate Cunningham struggled <laughs> in the beginning. I know came I, on I, strong I, second half, yeah, and then had a strong second half. Scotty Barnes has been consistent all year, yeah. So I agree with you. I'm giving it to Scotty. Like in the beginning, I was giving it to Evan Mobley, but then when he fell off, and it's like Kate Cunningham started popping up, and I'm like, man, I I do want to give it to Kate. But I again, 
I I can't discipline the dude and I can't look at a guy differently because he all of a sudden was like, oh yeah, I've been consistent all year. Why I ignore me? This been this was a good ass draft class. Like it's a lot of players in this draft class. Which my question is to you is who do you think gonna be the best player or the best career out of this draft? Class. In this current draft class? Yeah. Woo! Let, wow. Um, We got Kay Cunningham. We so got Jalen Green. Think, I was about to say, Mobley's. in terms of being a bucket, in terms of being a legitimate bucket, I'm going to go Jalen Green. If we're talking about who I think was going to succeed because he's put in the best position, I'm going to go Jonathan Kaminga. If, I, if you ask me who I think is going to be the best defensively, I'm going to go Davion Mitchell. But who do I think is going to have the best overall draft? In all honesty, it favors Cade Cunningham because we're in a league where not only you need a guard, that's one, and two, he basically, like, after he finishes his rookie year, he could easily dip. And he'll be, he, if, if he plays his cards right, he could potentially be a commodity to the point that the dude could go literally anywhere. I agree. I feel like Cade Cunningham might have the best, better career because he's a point guard. Who basically run the run can run the team can do it all score defend mm-hmm. pass and um I feel like Scotty Barnes would have the most consistent career but he yes. was he probably wouldn't be nothing too spectacular but he would be consistent it'll be a solid respectable um, yeah. in my opinion it'll be a solid respectable career like I said Jalen Green would be a bucket yes um, I feel like Giddy. Giddy and uh, and Wagner would probably be like the two underrated players from this draft that like yes will have a solid career, but yes. maybe like one or two all stars. Like I think I think they both are gonna be in um like role players that you would need that could hit that shot. Like you know what I mean? Like like a Robert Horry type of guy where you know they're a role player, but they're an important role player. Yeah, that like you a need to have six success. man candidate. Yes, and, and yeah. I and I think Evan Mobley, if he gets some some weight on him, can be oh can really Lord. go head yes. to head with K. Cunningham as being the best player in this uh, draft. And again, he, again, Evan Mobley, again, they're they're all rookies. You know what I mean? So maybe Evan Mobley could put some weight on he, himself. He and same thing the, with K. Cunningham. Same thing with K. He yeah. he could use a little bit of, of, of muscle on him too. But and, but now I agree. With you. If they both put muscle on him, ooh. I have to go with my my guy Ayo too. Ayo gonna be a he gonna be a problem as well. Who? Ayo Dasumu. Who? <laughs> hey, stop playing with my man's. <laughs> but um, but I feel like Detroit gonna be in the same situation with with Cavaliers next year. I feel like if they can get a top three pick, and get Kade up a a, a a big man to run with. Oh my lord! You be Ooh. looking at them two versus uh Garland and Mobley. Oh my lord. Allow it. That would be absolutely beautiful. The last one we got to talk about. The one, the coup de gras, the creme de la creme. The MVP award. We give it to. Well, to me, it's between two people. Jokic and Embiid. Mm-hmm. I give the slight edge to Jokic. But to, but to be honest with to be honest with you, I feel like for? to Jokic. So okay, but I feel like both got an argument because I only gave it to uh, Jokic because no Jamal Murray, no Michael mm-hmm. Porter Jr. Without Jokic, that team would probably be a lottery team. 
But yep. on jo- jo- Joel said, you can say the same, but he had James Harden, who really ain't been playing like the MVP level. But the stat says Joel Embiid does every. I mean, uh, Jokic does everything for that Denver Nuggets team. But I would not be surprised if Joel walked away with the with the MVP as well. This one to me, I'm giving it to Jokic easily by far. No debate, no controversy. Look, I'm a, I'm gonna list off some of the players that this year Joel Embiid had that averaged double digits. Okay. James Harden right now was averaging 21. Tyrese Maxey, 17. Um, Tobias Harris, same thing, 17. Seth Curry, 15. Right now, mind you, the Seth, the Seth Curry one, you know, this was before the trade. Then when you traded, who was giving you average 15, you trade him for James Harden, who's giving you a 21. So you're kind of going up. 30 to 21, right? That's kind of how it goes. And then two 17s and a 15. Do you know? Who's the next highest scorer scorer for the Denver Aaron Nuggets? Gordon, 15 and do you know how many? 15. Then 14, 12, 10, and 10. Let me, let me add a little more context. For the Philadelphia 76ers, do you know who leads them in points? Joel Embiid. Do you know who leads them in rebounds? Joel Embiid. Do you know who leads them in assists? Probably James Harden. Uh, actually, no. Maxi. Yep. Tyrese Maxey. Mind you, these are the assists that he had in um in Philly, which is why Tyrese Maxey is a little higher. But um, but if it, I'll be nice and I'll also accept James Harden. I'll be nice. Do you know who leads him in steals? Probably Matisse. Matisse. Yep, Matisse Thibel. And do you know who 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 leads them in blocks? I go Joel. Okay, so three out of five, very impressive. Joel and B leads. Let me ask you a question. Do you know who leads the Denver Nuggets in points? Jokic. Do you know who leads them in rebounds? Jokic. Do you know who leads them in assists? Jokic. Do you know who leads them in steals? Jokic. Do you know who leads them in blocks? Jokic. If, if that's not the definition of MVP, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. People people want to say, oh, the the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia 76ers are fourth, then the Denver Nuggets are sixth. They're separated by two, two games. Two games in a situation where both his second and third best player are out. This is a guy who, when he's off the court, their plus minus is be literally being compared to G League teams. Again, the plus I mean, minus it, when Jokic it is a G League team outside of Aaron Gordon. Thank you, thank you. But I, but I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Joel uh, gets some votes though. He's gonna get votes probably, and that's fine. You know, um, that's fine. But, 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 at the end of the day, guess what? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the, the rightful MVP is Nikola Jokic. Which it's sad to say because they might be a first round exit. It really is, but again. People are gonna people are gonna use that against them or whatever. I I know they're gonna use it against. I can already see it now. The, oh no, they're, they're definitely going to. But here's my thing. First of all, it's a regular season award, and second, he's going up against Golden State when it's him or bust. It's literally it was, gonna be Jokic or bust. Which is why I think they should they should announce these awards before the playoffs start. They should do it after the plan. Yeah, like after the plan, and then they should do it 
and then go from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like once you do it after the regular season, I think it will start to drive home the point that this is a regular season award. What you do in the playoffs, we have a completely different award for that. But too strong. No one ever understands that. But this has been another episode of the Profit Takes Podcast. Mike, thank you for being here. Follow Always. us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Anything you guys want to talk about, feel free to tag us in it. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes and also on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Feel free to give us a sub. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the Prideful Takes Podcast. If you have an iPhone, just say, hey, Siri, play the Prideful Takes Podcast, and she'll take care of everything else. As always, go to www.fatco.com. Use discount code PridefulTakes. Get 15% off on all your organic skin care needs. Mike, it's been a pleasure, bro. We'll see you. Always. You'll be back here next Wednesday, and I will be back here to scream at the masses Friday. Until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe, baby. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. The handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to show. Center field, let's watch it go! Did several of those inside low kicks.